is Chase Edmonds, Arizona Cardinals running back number 29, and you're now listening to the Redbird Red Zone Podcast, the number one Cardinals podcast in the world. Go Cards, be red, see red. Appreciate you. And we are live. Welcome to the Redbird Red Zone Podcast. My name is Will. You can find me on Twitter at LiveOnThatSwing. Joining me t- t- tonight for the first episode of our 2021 season, I've got two spectacular co-hosts with me. Why don't you two introduce yourselves? Hey, my name is Jackie. You can find me on Twitter at JSanDiego. What's up, everybody? Yeah, and I'm Mac. You can find me at AZ Sports Fiend. That's F-I-E-N. And we're here to cover uh, recapping the offseason and the Cardinals draft as of uh, this weekend. So we've got a lot of names to cover. So why don't we uh, why don't we get to it? All right. So the first the first thing we need to talk about is we lost some big big names in our offseason. We lost Son Reddick, who had a little bit of a breakout year, who has joined the Panthers. We lost Patrick Peterson. He signed on a ten million dollar deal. They overpaid him, in my opinion, <laughs> with the, with the uh, Minnesota Vikings. And we might have lost one of the greatest receivers to ever play the game of pro football in Larry Fitzgerald. Okay, don't you dare say it. Um, it's, it's a possibility, and I, I don't like saying it, and I, 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 I am just as sad about it as you are, man. <laughs> Shut your warm mouth, okay? Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll... <laughs> it's not all doom and gloom, though. As no, it's not. This offseason, we made some big moves. We made some moves that, I mean, could indicate a win-now mentality, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, let's talk about the big one first. Going into this offseason, we... You know, we all kind of knew that J.J. Watt was on the move. Full Texans right, organization right. with everything from fucking Bill O'Brien to the ownership to the train wreck that is currently happening with Deshaun Watson. It indicated just absolute fucking an absolute train wreck. <laughs> so it was very obvious early on that J.J. Watt was on the move. So everybody was like, OK, where is he going? Is he going to the Steelers? He's got he's got family there. He's got brothers there. Is he going to Buffalo? They're really trying to build their defense. Is he going to the Browns? You know, they they're saying he might want to go there, and he shocks. I'd say the whole league by deciding to go to your Arizona Cardinals. He announced it through Big Twitter. Shock for sure. I mean, shocked me. I wouldn't say it was as shocking as say the DeAndre trade because. Let's face it, I think that shocked everybody. <laughs> seeing, yeah. Not yeah, not seeing, as much, but right right up there. And I want to know what you guys think about that. What do you guys think of the JJ Watt signing? Well, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just love how Every fan base wanted J.J. Watt, and then he picked the Cardinals. And oh, he's washed. He's washed. And then I know we we touched. I believe we touched on the the other podcast, but I mean, his numbers that he put up 
besides sacks, the numbers he put up last year in tackles for loss, pat, passes uh, batted down, pressures, ranked right up there with anyone that the Cardinals had, if not better. So, I mean, yeah, we're losing Hassan Reddick, who was our sack leader. But J.J. Watt had more pressures. Um, he had more tackles, ooh, it was close tackles for loss, but more passes batted down. Um, and he's a, the definition of leadership in a locker room. And I know a lot of fans at the end of last se- season thought that's what we needed. So, I mean, how can he not like what we did there? I think that that's if you're grading off-season um, moves, <clears throat> that has to be an A in my book. Oh, without a doubt. Um, especially to your point of the leadership, because that's, like, I think my biggest, biggest criticism um, last year was that we lacked leadership. Um, I watched a lot of Pat McAfee show and him interviewing people, and they're talking about, like, how great their locker room is. You know, he's interviewing players that, that were a part of playoff teams. They talked about how great their, their locker rooms are, and it all comes – down to like camaraderie, leadership, things like that. So I think with the addition of JJ, I think that'll definitely bring us together. He can be a leader and encourage others to step up and be leaders. But as far as like playing goes, like, you know, people act like JJ Watt is like some slouch. Like, no, like they wouldn't be saying all this criticism. They wouldn't be saying that if he was part of their team. Uh, So they can cry about it. (laughs) Especially (laughs) these days. Oh, just, uh, sorry to interrupt. Especially these days with just how visible the, the league as a whole is just because of online and social media, we would know if he was not one of those locker room guys. You would hear oh, yeah. so many disses on his name. Like, like, just think of how fast, like, Juju became a pariah in this league or Antonio Brown. Yeah. Now, granted, I don't think that's entirely justified. I think there are fucking – other players on other teams who do crazier shit than they do and get no shit for it, but it's neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, anyway, continue. Yeah, no. no, but um, uh, what I really like too with this JJ signing, like, is that you know they speculated he was going to be ring chasing. Um, he could have gone anywhere he wanted. Um, he had all these big powerhouse teams like wanting him: Green Bay, uh, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. But like he chose oh, us, yeah. and I feel like that might encourage others to want to come here. It, I think it kind of did help with this last free agency, and may, and hopefully with next maybe season. even with Malcolm Butler. Yeah, yeah, yeah Malcolm Butler. Like Malcolm the, Butler yeah. looks at the team. JJ Watt wants to go there, and what we paid Malcolm Butler. Like, there's something that he liked with the Cardinals organization to sign for the amount that he did. Um, so yeah, either I 100% agree. He can't overlook the value of the JJ Watt signing when uh, when everyone knew he wants to go win a ring. You know, people see Kyler Murray and they want to join forces with him and what we're building here. So uh, I mean, I don't know how many people can hate how we signed, brought in JJ Watt and what he's going to bring to this team. I mean, you add him with Chana Jones and the healthy Jordan Phillips. I mean, just those three alone. Like, and then the guys who else we brought in, who we've got. So I'm really looking forward to this defense for sure. Absolutely. 
the thing that I'm taking from this, and the thing that I think is the most intriguing thing about this whole thing, is that he said that he came here because he saw what Kyler Murray was doing, and he thought it was good. He came here because he believed in this quarterback. He said that from the outset. He could have, I mean, he, this guy, you got to remember, this is a waiver wire guy. He, any team in the league could have picked him up if they had the, the money to choose him. The fact that him and the Cardinals both had a mutual understanding that this is what they wanted, I think that's fucking beautiful. I think that the fact that he wants to be here and he is ready to tear it up for us and that we're always seeing him in the weight room on his fucking Twitter. I I love I love the signing. I hope he can have that kind of resurgence. I know that's a lot to ask in a player like him, but I am excited. I'm really hoping that we can see even even a quarter of his old self come back. But uh, I'll take it. Fuck. So that's obviously the biggest free agency signing. We also signed AJ Green. I I'm going to open this up by saying I wasn't huge on this signing. I think anybody who was paying attention to my Twitter or shit, you guys in the DMs <laughs> knew that I yeah. wanted T.Y. Hilton bad. <laughs> I wanted him so bad, man. And to see A.J. Green, who's kind of fallen off over the last few years, get on our team over T.Y. Hilton when T.Y. Hilton was still on the board and was still probably cheap. I'm not a fan of this signing. What do you guys think? I love it. Um, I think it's low risk, high reward. Um, I feel like maybe getting him out of uh, Cincy is going to help because he's, he's no slouch. Um, He's just had a, he's kind of had a bad shape with injuries and everything, but I think a fresh start, the fact that he will be playing in an indoor practice facility, because I don't know if you guys heard, but, they refuse to build them a, an indoor practice facility. Um, that organization's fucking bangles. dog shit. Yeah, so the, I the think a fresh start might help. <laughs> you know? Um, and you, you guys know me. You know I'm a, a, a low-key Bengals fan. <laughs> Just because of my uncle. Bengals and Jets, that's you. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait! Uh, wait you know, picking the Jets ten times this season, so we'll just how, pencil how that bad, in now. How bad did it hurt to know that Adam Gase is now gone from the Jets, at Jackie? I guess fuck <laughs> that they could have ever made. Um, I I hope that team is forever cursed of never getting a winning season. Have fun getting the first or second round draft pick for now until eternity. <laughs> If, if you guys are new here, um, we do a pick 'em during the season, and Jackie, she, I think she, she probably first, first or second in the, in our group. I was but, kicking ass. Uh, she probably picked, she probably picked the Jets and Bengals to go ten and six. Um, yep. So you know we gotta give her, gotta give give her a little heat here and there. But uh, with the. Uh, 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 Why can't I see? I gotta go Sorry. back. I was to say today <laughs> we had a we had a little birthday party for my dad today. So I've been kind of getting a little uh, my juices going with the the alcohol from about noon today. So you know we're having a good time here. Um, <laughs> Shout out, Pop what are you Mac. drinking? Shout out, Jackie. I know. Oh, Dad, happy 69th. 
Happy 69th pop. 69th, yeah. feeling fine. I'm drinking yeah, well, right now. To my I have sister. a. My sister's from. Uh, she lives in Cincinnati. She's out here now. Um, so she watches the Bengals a little bit here and there. So I'll give a shout out to her, uh, my mom, and my pops who turned 69. Nice. Um, but as long as far as the, the AJ Green signing and my my nephew Josh, if you're driving home, make sure you're driving <laughs> safe right now. You're listening right now. Um, yeah, don't follow your both hands in the wheels. Drinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but as as far as AJ Green, the he had the lowest percentage of catchable passes last year at like less than sixty percent. So you had you had him as a non number one guy for Kyler across from DeAndre Hopkins. He he's not gonna. I I promise on my life, he's not gonna lead the league and lowest catchable passes this year. You know, so many sideline passes last year were over his head, underthrown, and Kyler has shown and proven how efficient, proficient he is at hitting the downfield pass on the sidelines, especially. So for. And it, he is the biggest wild card, A.J. Green, in my book. He, he could either catch 30 passes and it's a bust, and it's a waste of 7, 8 mil or whatever he costs. Or he can come through and catch 85, 90 passes across from D-Hop and catch 8 or 9 touchdowns. So I, while I understand the people who don't like it because he was coming off a major injury last year, I still think that upside is that there enough where it like Jackie said it is a low risk high reward signing so I'm, yeah, uh, I don't little, have any at all yeah, yeah, yeah you cute little deal stuff. and prove it deal wants, we'll see where it goes he wants to be here yeah those mm-hmm. prove it deals man. yeah those prove it deals they could act like a friggin steroid to these these older veteran guys you know they want to make the family money. They to, yeah, you, you better damn believe AJ Green wants to play for another five years. This is his yeah. step right here. Come here, leave Cincinnati, leave that trash ass organization. Come over here and try to ball out a little bit. So, so I mean, and, and his hands haven't gotten anywhere. You throw the ball in his vicinity, he ain't dropping it like fucking Christian Kirk. You know. He's gonna come through in the clutch, so I, I'm I'm happy for it. Uh, there is definitely risk there, like Will said, but I think the reward is pretty sweet if it if he's able to stay healthy for sure. All right, so let's sure. let's talk about let's talk about the Rodney Rodney Hudson trade. We traded for Rodney Hudson, and we traded virtually nothing for him. I think what did we trade? Like a third a bag of balls. I mean, if if offensive <laughs> if offensive linemen were like cared about by the league, this would probably be. Bit seen as big as like the fucking DeAndre trade, but like, what do you guys think of that? I think it was pretty sick. That was awesome. That that is a very yeah. Steve Steve Kime thing to do. Especially in the, the sense that he, that's out. a clutch no. signing. Yeah. yeah, the way it played out, like he was about what well, he got was about to get cut, and so everyone on friggin' any social media is freaking out, like. 
one of the best centers in the league is getting cut. Like, what the hell are the Raiders thinking? They pull him back, and they make him available for a trade. And that's when you knew Steve Kahn was going to do this. Because we were in the market. Who were the other centers on the market that we – who's that main guy we, we, we missed out on, the Packers guy? After we missed out on him, you knew that Kime was going to be full force on signing Rodney Hudson. Um, he, he's graded out as some of the one of the better centers in the league over the last half decade or more. So it's, it's definitely one of those signings where, I mean, if you're bitching about that, you're not a fucking Cardinal fan. Straight up. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Bitches. All right. Bitches. So we're going to we're gonna talk about the, the – like the other signings really quick. We're going to just jump right through them. Uh, Matt Prater. I give it a B minus. He he didn't have the best year last year, but historically he's been pretty good. Oh, historically he's been great. I was, I felt like I was the one person who didn't love it. Um, And then I was talking to my brother about it. He's like, dude, He's never missed a field goal under two minutes in the fourth quarter. Like, huh? That's a fucking stat. Dude's never missed a field goal under two minutes in the fourth quarter. So, you know what? Like, I thought maybe Shut three the fuck million. Up, gonna, you're going to jinx us now. <laughs> surrounded, I'm surrounded by wood. I'm knocking on that. So, um, but I. Uh, he did not have a great year last year. He kicked like 75%, which is right in line with Zang and Dallas. But he is that bet, and they're telling him to, to bounce back. So, I mean, if he can bounce back, he's got one of the better big legs, I believe. He's the one that holds the record for longest field goal ever in NFL history at 64 yards. yards. 64. 64. Yeah. And, I mean, he, he doesn't have that leg currently because that was like almost a decade ago. Or so, but uh, for to have that kicker that can pass in the clutch, I mean that that's you know that's priceless. So hard to argue about that, but, you know. All right, here's the biggest glow up I'd argue, other than the Hudson thing. Malcolm Butler. What do y'all think? I love it. The fact that we got him for that cheap, we got him for what three million, it's, instead of paying Patrick Peterson it, yeah. ten million. Oh my Who, god! Such an he upgrade. had a way better year last year than Patrick Peterson. So and fuck gotta, yes, we'll take it. And you got to figure. I mean, the defense of Tennessee wasn't that great. So the fact that there is a standout like no. Butler, I think, is very impressive. Yeah, for sure. They gave up. They gave up one of the. They got to the quarterback one of the lowest percentages of, of times in in the NFL. While the Cardinals got to the quarterback, as like at like a top ten pace. Um, so you just put that in effect. Um, you think right there that quarterbacks are going to have a shorter amount of time to throw the ball in any of our cornerbacks' direction compared to what the Titans. You know, Titans let the quarterbacks. Sit in the pocket and pick them apart. Cardinals got to the quarterback, and what the Cardinals did this offseason, they should get to the quarterback even more. And I believe Malcolm Butler had the most targets against in the NFL. Um, and it, it, you know, his numbers weren't sexy or whatnot, but you compare his 
passer rating, um, his QBR against, his completion percentage, they're, they're all better than Patrick Peterson. So for Patrick Peterson to sign for, what, 10 mil, like six or seven mil more than Malcolm Butler, I, I just I, I can't really understand the people who say that we downgraded that cornerback this year. That, that's just not true at all. I think that uh, I think Malcolm Butler, if he can if he can live up to what he did last year in Tennessee, could be a force to be reckoned with, especially in this in the uh, in the NFC West this year, which has just gotten absolutely crazy with the quarterbacks. I mean, it it's a whole new landscape, and it's barely been th- like four months since the season ended. <laughs> the new frontier here down in the NFC mm-hmm. West. But speaking of quarterbacks and Malcolm Butler, I hope that uh, Russell Wilson gets like PTSD playing us just seeing him. <laughs> That's the goal. And on a one year contract, goal. you you know he's gonna be hungry. You know, just like AJ Green. They both have a goal in mind. And yes, the goal in mind is a Super Bowl. But even personally more than that for them, they're looking to reestablish their value. Which goes a long way. These guys are not that old. AJ Green is what thirty-one. Then you have Malcolm Butler right there. He's let's see Malcolm Butler age and pulling it up thirty-one. So it's similar to Patrick Peterson. But Patrick Peterson relied a lot on his athleticism. I think Malcolm Butler is a little bit more fundamentally sound. He's a little bit more physical, so that helps him in aging a little bit. Um, so these guys who are just turning thirty, they have a lot to prove. And that right there is what I think we're banking on, is for them to come out, show that they're not washed, and show that they have a lot in in the tank. And both those guys can provide a lot of leadership as well that Jackie was talking about. We need that in each of those cornerback rooms. Uh, I have a lot of faith in what what this team is going for and what they're what they're trying to do. Um, so hopefully these guys come in and, and they can take the horn by the reins, so to speak, and, and show that. Put their balls on a, the table. Put your balls on the table, Malcolm. How about that? You know? So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I think there's a lot to like there, you know? And here, I mean, here's the last uh, major signing. Here's one I was not particular, particularly a fan of. Uh, James Conner. What do you guys I, think? I, I wasn't either, but for that price, it's hard. It's hard to not like James Conner at what two mil, not even two mil. You know what I mean? Something. I think it's a good oh, deal. Right. I think that I, I'm not entirely trusting of him being our go-to running back. I am kind of bummed that we didn't end up. Picking, what is going on? I am kind of bummed we didn't end up picking a uh, a running back in the drafts, but. Uh, I'm interested to see where it goes, but I mean, again, I was my heart was set on Philip Lindsay. I'm kind of bummed out that we we took as long as we did to find a running back. We didn't extend an offer to Philip Lindsay. You know, you're right. I I think um, oh as far as free agent running back goes, Philip Lindsay was definitely number one. But my number two was Connor. Um, the price was good. Um, again, like with the AJ Green thing, I think it's high. High reward, low risk. Um, and no, I don't think he's going to be the the guy, the bell cow. You know, him and Edmonds are going to split carries. 
Um, I, and then I, I hope, do, you know, being here is going to be a rejuvenator for him. I do think that in this next upcoming draft in 2022, we should probably look for running back in the first or second round, but I, I, yeah, am painfully, yeah I'm sure we will. I am painfully yeah, neutral I'll, on, uh, on James Conner. Uh, Unless he's only 23. Yeah, to be honest. Who, James Conner? Yeah, isn't uh, he like 23? He's like 25. He's, he's really younger young. than we think. <clears throat> but even 25 is not too old. Let's see here. Yeah, twenty. he turns 26 this week. Um, oh, shit. But I don't... I'm kidding. <laughs> so I, I am also torn on this because he is injury prone. And Chase Edmonds has not shown really to be the guy that can handle 20 carries a game. So, and, and Cliff Kingsbury, this is the whole, you know, domino effect. Cliff Kingsbury hasn't really shown to be the coach to go 50-50 split with their, his running yeah. backs. You know what I mean? Like, he's been either one guy or the other. Like, there have been games even last year where Chase Edmonds has just been phased out. Because, you know, they're feeding Kenny and Drake 25 times. But I don't, think, I don't <laughs> think that this this duo right here can be that. This is a, a good no. challenge for Quick. Show that he can be adaptable and to show that he can give both guys carries in the teams. I don't want to see either guy getting 30 carries a game because inevitably both of them are going to break down. That That is just what, what is shown over the – the years they've both been in the league. And I do think that maybe we will see Eno Benjamin a little bit. You know, we had that Ward dude who came out last year. So maybe those those dudes have shown more than what we've seen from the from the public eye that that the coaching staff and GM have seen that these guys can be also a contributor in year two. So with that in consideration I, I like what we got there in the backfield right now. We, you know, James Conner will put his head down. He don't need, he don't need Mama to remind him to fucking put his foot in the fucking gravel and go upfield. You know, James Conner's gonna do that. Motherfucker, cancer survivor. If you can't root for James Conner, who are you gonna be able to root for? This dude wants it. Everything he's come out with, and just the way he talks and in his interviews is he, he's a dude you just have to root for. And, and you know what, like. Let's play it out because, you know, I want to see them and I want to see Eno. I want to see what Eno got, you know. So so I'm ready to, to run it with these guys. You know, it might not be the sexiest, but, hey, I think these guys can get it done. I am praying that this is this is going to come together and it's going to be something good. I know that Kime has supposedly said that this is a win-now season. I I don't know this is, if this is the roster I would have assembled if that's the case, but I'm intrigued to say the least. All right, so we're gonna. Oh, uh, go ahead. And just on like, James Conner on a one-year deal, just like the other guys, you know, he's got a lot to prove to himself, to the league, and to his teammates. So I mean, I, on a one-year, I would not have liked it at all if it was two or three years, but for a one-year deal, like. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's run this shit. Let's do it. Hey, um, now that we have, I'm just watching our uh, viewer count right now. 
Um, now we were, it was two, now we're up to six. Do we want to get into trivia real quick? We're going to people discuss, win some money. We're going to discuss one thing real quick and then we'll jump right into trivia. All right, so let's let's Stay talk about <laughs> the hottest news topic of this off season. How shitty are uniforms? <laughs> what? What? Okay, so every, every like there was a poll done by the Arizona Central. Ninety-one percent of all Cardinals fans think that we need new uniforms. Oh. But do you guys think that we need new uniforms, or do you? Th- are you guys good with the old tried and true? I'm good with the throwback all white. You go throwback all white with the state on the shoulder. Because a lot of these accounts that I'm seeing do these, you know, updated cardinal. They look like fucking college uniforms. You can't be giving me a, a red helmet with a red face mask. That shit just ain't going to vibe. You, you can't be doing that in the NFL. Like, Stop looking like U of A, okay? All, all these accounts that we see look like U of A. Like, give me the all whites, and I'm good. Yeah, With I the mean, state I, flag. State flag, need, yeah. we need that. We need to see Kyler in the state flag. There is a rumor I heard as to why we don't have that anymore. I don't know if this is true or not. Supposedly, uh, you know, old, uh, old Michael Bidwell thinks that the old yeah 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 and if i'm not too engaged just know i have a fantasy basketball championship on the line for 1500 bucks and uh this motherfucker got luca going right now i don't know if that game's still going or not i'm gonna look after the pod so you know we're just killing time here waiting for waiting for jackie to finish pooping and stuff so uh jeez I didn't hear. I didn't. I didn't hear her wash her hands. That is, Jackie. What's up? All right. So he says he restarted the pandemic the going on. He didn't wash her hands. Didn't wash my hands. Then oh, take shit. you guys with me to the bathroom. Bull <laughs> fucking shit, you are. Okay. okay so we're... actually, our stream's all caught up. Uh, he says. Okay, so okay. shit. Uh, if somebody doesn't join in the next thirty seconds, we're just gonna jump back into the. Uh, let's just see. Yeah, let's just do it again on here to see if anyone, if it's caught up, we might as well. Probably turn. Let's do the next one. Okay. All right, we'll give it a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is. I know this is not very captivating, <laughs> but uh, we're doing our best. Ah, <laughs> oh, geez. This is not a good Is there one of the six listeners right now? Five. Thank you. Five. You guys, you guys have a bit. Five. Sh- okay, somebody left. One of Fuck those you. is me. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm probably one of them too. Shit. Well, you know what? The two of you, and the Bible says he's on there too, but thank you, David or Juan or Paco. Birdview. I don't know what Birdview's first Bird name view. is, but. He's a good follow. Bird's eye view. Yeah, he's a good follow. If you don't follow him, follow him. Check him out. He's amazing. Uh, um, I believe he also writes for something um, Zona. Scott, the owner, unfollowed me, so I unfollowed him. But 
know. It don't matter here. We're we're here right now. We're doing our thing. We're here having a good time. By the way, speaking of uh people that follow and unfollow, tell me why the guys of Revenge of the Birds used to follow me and now they don't anymore. Oh, Revenge of the because Birds. That is that is exactly why. Because they are, because Scott's an asshole. Fuck you, Scott. There we go. All right, so. Well, shit. There's only two viewers. Uh, well, we tried. It don't matter. We're doing it. Oh, I don't give a fuck. They're going to listen sooner later. Or we could type out the question. Oh, I don't know. Shit. All right, fuck it. Matter, let's just do it. All right. If you if you answer three of these right, you win twenty bucks. We're gonna change the rules. My mom should be listening. Is my mom the only person listening? Hey, hey, mom, love you. Tyler Bird, do you accept our challenge? Would you like to win twenty bucks if you can answer three of these questions correctly? Yeah, um, come on. Say yes in the chat. He's like, whoa! I ventured the Matrix, man. <laughs> all right so he just oh yeah we are behind i barely just heard myself talk okay i just said say yes in the chat kyler we're waiting all right he says of course all right cool all right kyler you get 15 seconds to answer these questions if you win, you get 20 bucks. All right, first question. We've already kind of laid it out, but fuck it, we're asking anyway. Here's a freebie. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald holds a unique record among all draftees in the 2004 draft. What is the record? It's most rushing touchdowns, most yards per carry, highest passer rating, or most MVP votes. You have 15 seconds. Go. And, of course, those are A, B, C, and D. Kyler says, highest passer rating. That is correct. That is the first one right, and you are on the board. Yo, 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 yo. You only need two more to win 20 bucks. Here's number two. This one's a doozy. No Googling. (laughs) All right. Four out of the first five teams drafting in 2004 selected a pro bowler with their first pick. What team didn't? Is it A, Denver, B, Tennessee, C, Seattle? Can you guys really hear the family feud in the background? It's very loud. (laughs) (laughs) This microphone's awesome, though. Yeah, you're you're screaming in my ear. No, I'm kidding. 
You're fine. Does he have an answer? Uh, waiting on it. The shit's still lagging. I'm gonna say the Raiders. I don't know anything. But I'm gonna says, go Raiders. Denver. That I'm afraid is incorrect. The correct answer is D. The Oakland Raiders with the second pick of the right. 2004 draft. The Oakland Raiders selected one. Robert Gallery, a center from Iowa who was a massive bust. They could have had Philip Rivers. They could have had Larry Fitzgerald. I'm forgetting the other guy. Uh, they missed out on one of the best drafts in history for a center. <laughs> uh, but, all right, one for two ain't bad. All right. Number three. How many future Pro Bowlers did the Arizona Cardinals draft in the 2004 draft? Is it A, 1, B, 2, C, 3, or D, 7? <laughs> <laughs> we just had the perfect draft. <laughs> You've got 15 seconds. And again, that is the question is how many future Pro Bowlers did the Cardinals select in 2004? Oh, he's got it right. It is three, but he is wrong about who they are. That does not matter. He doesn't need to tell me which ones. Jake Wordley got the actual names right. That would be Dockett, Fitzgerald, and. Antonio Smith. Oh, shit. I would have got that wrong. For some reason, I thought Dansby. Okay. Antonio Smith. I like it. All right. So that's number three. Uh, Kyler Kyler Bird is leading with two. We've got two other people who have joined the... uh, I mean, whoever gets three right... Whoever leads at the end gets it, I guess. (laughs) If uh, if Kyler Bird falls off here... He might do, do your bonus to. questions too that you have, and then we'll just okay. kind of here are the, the final two questions. I will ask a tiebreaker if need be. Number four What Hall of Fame quarterback famously refused a trade to the Arizona Cardinals? Is it A, Peyton Manning, B, Joe Montana, C, Dan Marino, or D, Troy Aikman? Boom. Somebody somebody hit it up quick. Um who's who's typing in the Discord? Or D, your mom. Damn. Shout out, Max Mom. Rude. What up, Mama? Again, that's A Max Mom. Peyton Manning, B Joe Montana, C Dan Marino, or D Troy Aikman. Tyler Bird put Manning. Waiting on those two other answers real quick. Aikman. Okay, one says Manning, one says Aikman. Will All right, Jake Wordley. Jake, you can you control your destiny here. We're waiting on you, man. Is it Manning, Montana, Marino, or Aikman? 
All right. I'm going to count down. The answer is... The answer is... No, it's not Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning refused, refused to sign with us. The question is... Yeah, is that a question? Who refused a trade to us in 1991? In 1991, the Arizona Cardinals offered a first-round pick in the upcoming draft to trade for San Francisco's 34-year-old Joe Montana. Joe Montana said, "No, fuck that. Not going to Arizona." He went to Kansas City and damn near. I've never started. heard of that story. I have what, what? What? So, Tyler Bird has two correct answers. Alex Mann has one. Jake Worthy oh, has about one. Alex? What? Who, who else has one? I think Jake's way behind. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, uh, man. I feel bad for Jake. All right. Doesn't matter. Tyler Bird's hey, leading with Jake, two. I'll Alex has you, one. Birdley has Jake. one. That that's classic Cardinals. That's I mean I would be I would be surprised if you did know that. Final question. This one's for all the marbles. Boy, How many? Your boy won fifteen hundred bucks. Sorry. What? All right. This one's for all the your marbles. Boy, your boy won fifteen hundred bucks. We'll go on. Sorry, I just wanted to give that. Are you going to give that prize to one of our our gorgeous winners here, listeners? Psh. No, fuck no. I'm kidding. Don't make sure you're lagging, Alex, or, you know, James. Mac, hey, you, better you, give that 20, you better give that 20 yourself. <laughs> all right. So, final question. This one's for all the marbles. How many times has Tom Brady beaten the Arizona Cardinals? Is it A, once, B, twice, C, Four times or D five times. Whew. I'm gonna go. I don't know that. I've been wrong every time. I don't fuck. And again, the answers are once, twice, four times, or five times. I guess he did miss the game here. Tyler Bird oh, guesses get four. That, Alex Mann, this is get. your chance to control your game. Oh, shit. We got a tiebreaker coming up. What was it, five? So, oh, work. shit. It's Enter a three, the chat. It's, it's a three-way tie. Oh, no. I like three-ways. <laughs> oh, Me geez. too. Oh, Jesus. Okay, Jackie, you can't correct, say that. You're married. The correct answer here is. I used to be young and one. wild, okay? Shit. <laughs> the correct answer here is Tom Brady has only beaten the Arizona Cardinals once. Technically, they, wow. the Patriots have beaten us three times since he entered the league, but he personally was only was... active for one of those games. Wow. I would have been wrong. I have zero. 
I'd be on the other end right now answering all these questions wrong. So good job, guys. So, and that game was in 2004. <laughs> so Tom Brady has not beaten the Arizona Cardinals since 2004. Shit, I don't have another tiebreaker. Fuck. Uh, okay, fuck it. Right. You said you I, I've, got, I've, I've got another. I've got another. I've got another. Okay. Uh, okay. For so, all the marbles, guys. This one's another. This is totally off the top of my put head. Your, put your marbles right. on the table. Number six. Rod Tidwell from the the movie Jerry Maguire <laughs> is based off of what Arizona Cardinals player? Is it A, Boston, B, Rob Moore, C, Aeneas oh. Williams, or D, Kyler Murray? <laughs> Kyler Murray. I have a 50-50 chance here, and I'd probably get it wrong. Because I was going to say Frank Sanders, but that's not right. So we'll see what the group says. First person to get it right wins the money. Oh, answer at the same time. And again, is it David Austin, Rob Moore, Aeneas Williams, or Kyler Murray? Alex Mann de- guesses David Boston. Wordly and Bird, you're in control of your destiny. Alex, I can tell you you're wrong. <laughs> oh, well, you can't tell all- now Bird knows. Oh, bird I mean, knows. In fact, oh no. <laughs> okay, if if no one gets this, I have an ungoogleable tiebreaker. Okay. Yeah. Birdly, you're in charge here. Waiting on your response. Jake Wordly, anything- you are a winner of $20. Rod Tidwell was based was based off of Moore. I would have guessed Aeneas Williams, so. I Bo Bobbles, take that out of your pocket, send it to him. <laughs> All right, we have our second winner of the semi-annual Red Bird Red Zone trivia contest. Uh, Shout Wordly, out to talk- my sister this time. <laughs> uh, Wordly, if you want to DM Bo Bobbles or drop your. <laughs> Your your uh, cash app, your PayPal, whatever in the chat. Do what you want. Uh, he, you are yeah, a winner of it, twenty bucks. Send it to me. Send it to Mac. I'll send you your money. So I'll Venmo you, Mac. Tyler <laughs> Bird, shout out because Bobbles, I'm gonna need you to edit. I'm gonna need you to edit the shit out of this fucking this fucking. Uh, this is this part of oh, it. Oh, we're good. <laughs> All right. I'm just glad we got through the. Uh, yeah, shout out. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's let's Jake, keep this podcast rolling. We're talking about half hour trivia. Jake so. is the only man I've ever seen who wants to deny twenty bucks. Okay. What do you say? He says he doesn't have to give it. You don't have to give him the money. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, if you make more money than I do, then okay, sure, whatever. Okay. Great me, huh? No. All right. Yeah. Uh, Actually, you know what? Before we, we move on, Let's give a shout I'm, I'm going to go ahead. Twitter. I'm going to go ahead and give Alex and Kyler another chance to win some money here. Twenty bucks out of my own pocket. 
Oh, are you guys game? Are you guys game? Answer in the chat right now. What about picks? Do we get picks or no? I mean, pickums? No, no, no. <laughs> pickums. Let's yeah, uh, pick let's not get carried away here. <laughs> All right, Kyler's in. <laughs> Oh, if he, if Alex doesn't respond in the next five seconds, I'll just hand, I'll I'll ask this question. It's ungoogleable. Oh, did. Right. Is that a button. word? Five, four. All right, he said, let's do it. All right. I was five years old the first time I went to an Arizona Cardinals game. Who did we play? Was it A. Seattle? B. E, San Francisco, C, Dallas, or D, the Cleveland Browns? I was on San Fran. That's not remotely fair. Nope, but it's fair. They don't know. We don't know. know. Just like, you know, yeah. You can't Google it. I'm on San Fran. Give me my money, Jackie. Tyler says Seattle. Oh, Alex gets it. The first ever game I've ever been to is a bronze game. Let's go. Good boy, Alex. What up, Alex, man? Shout out What's to up, Alex, man? man? Drop drop your cash app. Actually, oh. if you if you have Venmo, preferably Venmo, because I have Venmo, but uh, I'll, I'll make it work. There we go. Alex, man, Alex, man, does whatever uh, Alex can. Wins a, wins a quiz any size. Catches dubs just like flies. Look out, Alex, man! Here comes the Alex, man. And then Jake. Jake is a uh, bird eyes view. Is that, is that Jake, right? Is that correct? Uh, no, I think Kyler is bird eyes view. Who's Jake? Kyler bird. Is it? No, no, no. Who is Jake? RBR podcast, uh, the Twitter uh, Twitter account said, our viewer wins 20 bucks but declines it. Shout out to Jake. Who's Jake? What's, what's Jake's Twitter, Twitter at? We need to shout him out. We should probably get get back to our uh, our show then. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, the draft. All right, so trivia segment's over. Let's talk draft. All right. So, with the first round pick, we selected Pulsa linebacker Zaven Collins. What pray tell do y'all think of that? Do you want to go Mac or should I? The biggest fan. Uh, but he's grown on me. I uh, I like the person a lot. Um, and I think that what he can provide, he, he's a big linebacker. They're playing inside. Um, and he's played all over. But he's so athletic that when you're at Tol- somewhere like Tulsa, they're going to play you all the fuck over. So he didn't play as much as at inside linebacker. Uh, but he definitely has that capability. He, he's quick. Yeah, I've seen a lot of clips on um, him in pass coverage. 
that that's probably what gets me most most excited is his ability to drop back in coverage with Isaiah Simmons. And those, I think those two are going to be pretty stout. And I do love how Kime said that he is expected to play right away, which is a big thing. Like, this is a big draft for the Cardinals. This is a big offseason. Um, whether Larry Fitzgerald announces he comes back or not, it's irrelevant. You have Kyler Murray on a rookie deal. You want to win with that. And all of Kime's moves have shown that he wants to come and make some noise this season. And for that to happen, um, what, is his, what is it, Zach Collins? Uh, Zavin. Zavin, there we go. Um, for that to happen, Zavin Collins has to play a big role because Jordan Hicks is probably not a starting inside linebacker on a Super Bowl winning team at this point in his career. So if you add Zayn Collins in there, I think that's an upgrade. So what why I did not while I did not like it initially, I do believe that if he can come in and play day one, then it's well worth it. I'm gonna say right now that this is not a pick I was enthused about as it happened, I, I don't think anybody was like, oh, shit, Zayvon Collins, that's my boy. I think a lot of us no. were like, oh, no. Because it, it feels like a very kind pick. It feels like a linebacker who we're basically setting up to fail. That's Pete Kime. Um, after hearing some arguments, I've kind of come around to it. I'm n- still not huge on it. The Bible says, this, you know, cough us on. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm still not huge on it. I'm still, I still think that there are better players that we could have taken, but I, I am open to the idea. I'll, I'll leave it like that. I am not rooting for him to fail. I am not. And if I am wrong, I will gladly eat crow and say that this is the dumbest thing that I've ever said that I was ever that I was wrong to ever doubt him, but I'm intrigued. I, I just hope he sees the field and I hope we don't, treat him the same way we did Simmons. Uh, Kime was saying in an interview, you know, we picked him at 716. Of course he's going to see the field. It's like we picked Simmons at eight and he barely saw the field. So it's not a given. No, fuck you. Yeah, you jackass. You know, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, I'm just going to be completely honest and transparent. Um, when we drafted him, um, I looked at my husband sitting next to me and I said, what the fuck did we just do? I uh, put in our group chats that I fucking hate it. Um, I, if I remember right, did, did I say that that I was going to burn my jersey if we picked Collins before it happened? <laughs> you sure did. Oh, jeez. Um, that was harsh. I'll, I'll admit that. I am, I'm just very glad we didn't pick Farley because that feels like a, like a big Cardinals fuck up type pick that we would have made. But, it uh, does. Uh, I get it. Um, but I also, I hope Farley does good because I feel like he got a bad shake, you know, given his injury history. Um, but I, I wasn't hot on drafting an, uh, a linebacker considering we have been in what I feel like is a an all-in, like 
win now mode, and that doesn't seem like a win now all in type of pick. Um, but I I summed it up for everybody to clarify. Like it's it's not a knock on Collins and his ability. It's more of a like you want an Xbox for Christmas and you get a fucking pair of socks. Yeah. Like is a pair of socks nice and you can use a pair of socks and it's in the long run you 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 know you benefit from a pair of socks sure. But just with all in mode. Um, I was just expecting us to be aggressive and attacking this draft and trading up and getting some either a, an offensive weapon or the best corner. So it, it, it was more of a letdown than anything. Gotcha. And I, you know what? Like, if I could just be re- real quick, um, it feels like we've all like kind of hyped the draft classes last couple of years. I know I certainly have. And they really haven't, you know, shown that ability right off the bat. So my hope is that this guy, there's actually an actual plan for him. I feel like Isaiah Simmons fell to us, and it wasn't necessarily like, that wasn't really the plan was Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons. He was just there. Um, and we had better options. He had no training camp. He had no, no OTAs. Uh, and that's not going to be the case this year. So my hope is that Collins will come in from day one, even in training camp, and he's given more of an opportunity to learn. And it, there's going to be preseason games this year, correct? Am I correct on that? Uh, yeah, I think so. As far as we know, yes. Uh, compared to last season, you, you, need tr- you need fucking preseason games for a – a rookie to come in, someone who's like more of a hybrid, like Isaiah Simmons was. Like I feel like that was a big, a, a big knock was that he wasn't able to come and get those reps, and that should not be the case with with Zayvon Collins. So I, I'm definitely, I was definitely with you, Jackie. Where I was like, what the fuck? But I've been I've been warming up a little bit, and I think that. Jordan Hicks it, it isn't the guy of the future. So I'm, that oh, yeah. position, while I did not look at it as a, a thing of need right now, I think that it is definitely could be upgraded. And time will tell well, it, whether Zayvon Collins will fill that role right away or not. But the hope gonna... is, is he'll come in there and, and he'll be that much better than Jordan Hicks and him and Isaiah gonna... Simmons will fucking roll. I'm going to speed through my, my remaining thoughts. I think that given the the weird-ass structure at the beginning of the draft, you know, seeing J.C. Horn go as early as he did, all, like all the good receivers go, I think that I think that any like any of the big names that we could have taken would have been a risk. So I think either way you cut it, we would have been taking a risk with whoever we took. I do not think – I think Kime is lying up his ass when he says that, oh, you know, we got offers to trade down, but we really like Zayvon Collins that much. Bullshit. I hope that's You're bullshit. Trade down. Not, well, no, he got offers to trade up. That was the rumor that they got offers to, to move up, and if that's the case, then he needs to lose his job like today. Yeah, because I mean, so if, if we're taking, are you, are you if we're taking the second round pick, I mean that that's got to be a consideration. Like, if you're going to be trading this second round pick, then you can't trade up. There's no way in hell 
you're trading up. You only pick for between one and five. You can't. You can't do that. So I understand. Where but is that, but we don't know. All, we that, don't know those details. But if that lands us a JC Horn, then is it really that bad? Nope. Depends on how JC Horn would goes. But who, where did JC Horn go? He went to Carolina. We could have traded with. Atlanta. Who's the number one traded. defensive player off the board? We weren't trading up that high, so that's unrealistic. Okay, well, after after he was off the board, we could have traded with Dallas. We could have landed. Uh, we could have landed. Uh, psh, fucking. Uh, we could have landed Smith with the Dallas pick. The fact that the Eagles traded Dallas. If Rondell Moore balls out and Zayvon Collins is playing as well, then we're we're all gonna look like idiots. Because I, I mean, I wasn't exactly so happy how the first round fell. Went. Let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk our boy Rondale. We picked him in the second round. I've I've actually like written myself like miniature scouting reports for everybody except Zayvon Collins. I basically just wrote my immediate thoughts on the guy after after uh, that. Here's what I have written for Rondale Moore. I said I love this pick. He's a small guy, but he absolutely lights it up. He's not an Isabella pick. However, he tore it up versus Big Ten guys, and those defenses are probably the second best behind the SEC, to be honest. What do you guys think of that? What do you guys think of both the pick, and what do you think of my uh... – I like it if so I mean, he wouldn't – if he wasn't hurt all the time. So that's a, that's a big question I, mark for me. And I put, a, I put a tweet out there, which you're probably referencing in a little bit, how Rondell Moore just reminds you of a small – Andy Isabella. Andy Isabella's five ten, you know, one ninety, one eighty five, and Rondell Moore's over here five seven, uh, one seventy five, one eighty. I don't, I don't and, know if that's a fair I, I Let's stop for a sec so we can get Bobbles a, a second to restart. Uh, Bobby, you can go now. Just let us know when we restart. All right, so it says it should be fine now. All right, I like the pick a lot. I think that, you know, I think a lot of people are calling a size into question. I don't know if that's a big concern. I think we've seen a lot of short players tear it up in the NFL the last few years. I like the pick. All right, My biggest so, thing is if, if you don't consider his size an issue, then you're overlooking his injury history. They go hand in hand. They, they have to go hand in hand. You're yeah. not 5'7", a buck 80. And again, you have four different injuries over the last two years. They they have to go hand in hand. You have to look at the size, and you look at have to look at the injury history. And I mean, for people to say that, oh, look at his. If you're not, if you're just only looking at his size, then sure, like you're judging him one way. But when you put the two together, I mean, you have to look at the size as a detriment. You have, if you didn't have an injury history, I'd 100% agree with you. Fair enough. All right, so we're gonna we're just gonna talk about one more of these prospects before we uh, we uh, we're gonna talk about one more of these prospects before we uh, before we talk about the others. Uh, the others will be like a quick run through because I don't know jack shit about these guys. I'm basically just rewriting scouting reports. That's fine. Uh, so this guy we've actually talked about before on the show. Um, you might remember him as the quote jackass who threw a shoe against LSU. Shoe gate. And that and if you remember 
the jackass thing, that was me. I'm sorry. I didn't know we'd be drafting him. Uh, that would be one Marco Wilson, who is a quarterback out of Florida. Um, first off, apologies for calling you a jackass, Marco Wilson, fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. I'm going to read you the scouting report. We traded up with the Ravens, selected Marco Wilson. He was infamous for the game where he threw an opponent's shoe, costing his team the game. Uh, other than that, though, insane mobility, outstanding physical skill set, bench more reps than our first-round pick despite being 80 pounds lighter, but definitely a project. Tackling is a little rough, and but watch for his name in camp. Um, I like the pick. I think that he's he's always going to have that chip on his shoulder as the guy who threw a shoe. I think you don't really escape that, just to, given how funny that is on the face of it. I I like the pick. I think that this is probably one of the biggest steals of the draft. What do you guys think? Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he was worth trading up for. Um, I think because the- given his, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I think given how little we actually gave up to get him, I think that's worth it on its face. Cause I mean, we're not going to get, you know, peak talent in the fifth and sixth rounds anyhow. So it's like, I'm not losing too much sleep over it. It's, it's a, it's a little bit of a risk, but I, I like the risk that we're taking. True. Um, it's just the, cause I'm with you. I don't know a lot about these college prospects. Even when we talked about him on the show previously, I said, I don't watch college football. Um, so it's, a, it's us picking and me doing research and a lot of reports saying that he had poor ball skills and poor tackling skills. Um, so that's kind of a concern because if you're, if you don't even have that in college, how do you expect it to make it to the pros? Um, but he could be very aggressive. He could learn. Um, uh, hopefully he doesn't do anything stupid. Um, he had, did have a lot of um, good measurables in the combine, but I've never been the type to take, like, I've never been a fan of the combine and measurables because just because you can jump super high and or run super fast, to, it's that doesn't translate into the league. You know, look at John Ross. I believe he holds the record for fastest 40, and where is he now? Oh, yeah. Very surprised he wasn't an Oakland pick, by the way. If Al Davis was still alive, he'd be in Oakland. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I like him. So we're going we're gonna to talk about these last. I will oh. say about, about Marco Wilson, let me just give my little two cents in there. Um, I don't know if you guys follow that math bomb that Kent Lee Platt. Uh, he does a great job comparing measurables to everyone and uh, the certain different player metrics that they do out there their combine or the pro days or whatnot. And this is what he had to say about Marco Wilson. And I know Kime and um, Kingsbury were both on record saying that Marco Wilson was their number one um, steal that they thought wouldn't be there. And somehow he was there and that's why they had to jump up. But this is what this math bomb guy says. And I, a lot of his stuff is fucking right on. I haven't really been paying attention to him too much until the last couple of years, but a lot of the, a lot of the stuff seems to be pretty accurate. Um, so Marco Marco Wilson is a cornerback prospect. He scored a nine point nine nine RAS, so relative athletic score. Um, 
so he scored a 9.99 out of a possible 10. This ranks third out of 1,784 cornerback prospects from the years 1987 to 2021. And while I am also, like Jackie, kind of down on Marco Wilson, um, it's hard to ignore that as this is kind of the draft where Steve Kime, I felt like, kind of ignored a lot of tape and went more just with, like, measurables, went more with, like, athleticism. Uh, and I know there's another stat out there that we, we were second or top five or something like that. And um, athletic compound measurement in this draft or something. So that kind of proves that point. But there is Marco Wilson. When you're a junior or senior and you throw a fucking shoe like he threw that shoe in that situation, it just shows. It literally just shows that you are lacking some sort of intellect, some sort of like in game. Like you have to know what's going on. That cost Florida that game, and it cost them a chance at the college football playoff. So, and there are a lot of plays, like Jackie said, where he he does lose the ball in the air. He's not the greatest. Um, he doesn't have the greatest technique. And uh, if you follow Kyle, it's Marble at Marble Kyle. He has a lot of game tape where he kind of points that out right there. But Marco Wilson is someone who I think that upside is there. Then you add him with uh, Gowan, who we got later on in the draft. I think there's going to be at least good competition at that position. So at that point, like, I, I can't be too mad at it. And in the fourth round, let's be honest, it's the fourth fucking round. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're not going in trying to – you sure you want a starter. More times than not, that's not going to happen. But here's an opportunity where this guy could show he's even better than Robert Alford. Time will tell. Uh, he's got the measurables. But let's see if he can all put it together and be a professional. Be a fucking professional. All right, so we're going to go through these last four really quickly. I'm just going to read the general scouting report, and then we'll be go- We'll just go. Maybe. Maybe a D, honestly, right. to be completely uh, honest. Just, this has been the most lackluster, wow. unsexy draft. Oh, jeez. You're, wow. you're taking I'm my I'm going to ratio Jackie's ass on Twitter. We're going to ratio Jackie's ass on Twitter. A D? My shit. Chad Forbes, Jackie. That's what I'm going to start calling you. Hey, Chad Forbes. What up, Jackie? Hey, Chad Forbes. You see he put up a no. minus for us? Yeah. But, I mean, we. I feel like we could have... We really needed a corner. We really needed some kind of big playmake, playmaker in offense. Um, we have no tight ends as of right now. Maybe like, what, two? We didn't really hit like we should have for a team that in free agency seemed like we were going all in. I think like we just so played safe, say, we measurables. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I feel like the uh, Zayvon Collins tape kind of pops. Um, I think that Duke defensive end, Victor, I don't know how much of a great fit he is since he was in like a three three five. Uh, but I, I believe in that that player. 
He he was former starter, I believe, three year starter. Um, I think he's someone that can come in. He's a defensive end. He that he's the one private guy that doesn't blow you away with the measurables, but just what he provided for that Duke defense. And I know it's Duke, and it's not you know sexy this and that, but he he was a guy you can the one guy you could count on to do his job every fucking time. Uh, and then Tay Gowan, I feel like you get him in the sixth round. That is someone who had second round grades, third round grades last year before he opted out. And he opted out because I believe, if I read correctly, he has a daughter who has some health conditions, um, newborn. So yeah. I don't want to do that against him. And Tay Gowan, the way he was fucking been popping off on Twitter, talking about how much love and hype he has for Cardinals. I, I'm just going to bump that up right there. So right away, that's going to be at least a C just on him alone for doing that. And then I think our James Wiggins. James Wiggins fell. That's our safety if, if, from Cincinnati. If there's one position Steve Kime has shown he can draft, we all agree it's safety. I mean, look what he's kind of plugged and played over next to Buddha. Other than what's that fuck face who played with the Panthers? Other than him, look what he did with the fucking Jalen. Um, so Deontay uh, Thompson and Jalen Thompson, I think they both have looked pretty good. And then you have Buddha right there. So I think that's one position he's been able to to draft. And so at the seventh round, a lot of people had him a lot higher. I think that's someone right there that. Now, if that's our, our lowest-graded guy, then I think this draft has a decent chance to pop. So let's be honest. Jordan Hicks wasn't very good last year. We I think we all saw a drop, yeah. you know, in his speed, in his coverage. So if this dude can come in, Collins, and be better than Jordan Hicks off the bat, at least be more explosive, uh, that's a win right there. And then... I know Kime and Kingsbury have both um, come out publicly and said they expect both the first and second round picks to come and play right away. My biggest thing with Rondell Moore is his injury history. I dropped a list of 13 wide receiver and cornerbacks, and he wasn't on there. But someone responded underneath um, something, and I said, ah, fuck, I really wish I would have got Rondell Moore on there. But his injury history just scares the fuck out of me. And it was Kyle. He responded, uh, out of 49, he would be a pretty solid pick. So I think the, if those two picks can actually get production, I, I think this is going to be a win all around because we haven't seen a lot of production from our draft picks over the years. I was so hyped last year and the year before that. But we, we didn't see, we, you know, how much of Isaiah Simmons did we see? Um, how much did we see of any of those guys in the back end of the draft? Not much. So if those two guys can contribute, I'm going to be fucking, I think it's a, a win of, of a draft. Um, for, as of right now, I'm going B- minus on the draft. Sorry for the long route. But, <laughs> it's all uh, good, man. I'm going to B- minus because I think all the value, and sure, they had a huge like measurables, but I think that all has to kind of come together, um, and you kind of have to grade that all at one. When you when you add multiple cornerbacks who are both kind of look like steals or were regarded as steals, 
that that's going to give you one one of those guys is going to to boom from them. I like to believe. So I'm gonna go B minus. All right. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a C plus. I'm gonna give it a C plus. I. I I am entirely in the middle on this draft. There, I am so questioning some of these picks. I th- I think that this could potentially be a good draft, but that's just we'll have to see later because I'm just entirely on the fence as to whether or not this is a good draft. I'm gonna go. Say, I'm gonna say a C plus is my. Damn, so I'm the asshole. It's a D plus at least. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but um, you know, All like. Right. I do love the Tay Gowan. He he brings good energy, and I like that. Um, All right, so here is our last segment. Here is our last segment until September. Maybe August. Who knows? September. Oh, yeah. Better it better be July or August when we get the roster set. Something in September. Yeah, Yeah, before preseason, we'll give some guys in preseason. Yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking September since regular season starts in September, but all right. So we're gonna. I'm gonna read off the schedule. You're gonna tell me if that sounds like a dub. I'm gonna count each of your records as to what you guys. Actually, no, Bob Bobbles, can you do it so I don't have to use like an online counter for each and every one of us? Let's all do it. Someone put all right. Bobbles in there too, and then right. when I listen again, so, I'll, I'll grade them. So, so I'll, shout I'll out Bo Bobbles, our international man mm-hmm. of mystery. Let's not not ramble. Let's go off the cuff. I'm going to read you each and every opponent. You're going to tell me if that's a dub or or an L. Home versus the Los Angeles Rams. What do you all think? Loss. Loss. Probably a loss. I think we're going to start. Yeah, start a little slow. I I want my team to, to click at the end, so I'm fine calling that a loss. Yeah, uh, Seattle. At home? Where away? is it? At home. Dub. Yeah. Say that's. I'm gonna say both the LA Rams and Seattle are probably losses at home. Uh, San Fran. We're good at home, but yeah, San Fran where? Win. Uh, home. It's at home. So I say when because we're at home. I I know I'm, I'm we don't have the actual dates for the schedule yet. I know. Oh, you I thought you were, I thought you were saying oh, when oh, as in okay. W H E. I thought we I thought we already had the schedule. W I N. That's how much I care about schedule dates. I the dumbest thing is when the schedule initially comes out with no dates, and then people do it before for agency in the draft. So I'm I'm glad we're doing it after both. Uh, for the most part. So I'm going to do San Fran a W as well. All right. So Packers at our house. This could potentially be an Aaron Rodgers-less Packers with Jordan Love taking the helm. Is it a dub or a loss? It's a dub. Fuck the Packers. Mm, I think that's, that's a, a tough four. That's a tough four-game stretch if that's how it starts. No, this I'm is this is to, this is no, just this is just him reading in general. Yeah, yeah I know, but know. I'm pretending. I'm not, I'm pretending this is how the schedule is. So, so you're pretending that, that we have eight, first eight home games and nine away games, all straight in a row. Games. What? 
I'm reading. No, I'm, no, I'm not pretending that they're home or away. I'm just. These are where we're. we're is this the the chronological order that we're playing these teams in? Uh, this no. is, I'm, I'm reading the home teams first. Okay. Home teams. Okay. Uh, I, well, I said whatever. that's a Dub versus San Fran. Okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll pack this. I'm right now so far. I think it's a tough four game. Vikings. At home. W, three yes. and two. Dub. Dub. Yeah, three and Texans. Two. I'm three and two. Dub. Four and two. Four and Four and two, Jackie, and we'll have it five and one, I guess. So there we go. We're good. We're gonna beat them fifty-two to I'm like three. I'm gonna say that's a that's a dub. Usually those homecoming games for big name players are always crazy. So yeah, uh, Colts. I might be an L. I'm gonna go L. L. Yeah, we're well, going four and three so far. I'm gonna say that's an L. Uh, and Carolina Panthers is our other. Uh, last home game. God, I hate playing those motherfuckers. I'm going to go in now. They, they got our number for some reason. So I'm saying 4-4 four four right now. When they go dub, we're, we're going to break the cycle, break the stigma. It's going to be an L. If we can't beat Tyler, uh, Taylor Heineke, we can't beat that. <laughs> I thought Taylor Heineke was with Washington. Well, no, I mean... Teddy wait, Bridgewater. The last time, the last time oh, we Teddy Bridgewater with Denver now. I was talking about the Sam Bradford. It doesn't matter. They have a weapon in the draft. They got some wide receivers. Who's that fucking quarterback that the Jets threw away? Darnold. Yeah, fucking Mono Darnold. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Yeah, I said Sam Bradford. All right, let's let's discuss the away games. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, Rams. L. Some reason we can never find a way to beat the Sean. Four five. This is not good. This is a tough ass schedule so far. Seattle again. Win. Dub. Away. God damn. We fucking own them away. This last season, but. Oh yeah. I said yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Five 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 and five. Yep. San Fran. Dab, fuck them. Fuck Trey Lions. The Detroit Lions. Dub. Seven to five. We're gonna beat up. Dub. Fuck Chicago Bears. Dub. Dub. L. Yep. Oh yeah, you think Josh <laughs> Fields gonna whoop our ass? Yeah. He seems like the kind of guy who would. Tennessee. Tennessee, we're getting that dub too. No, I say. Oh. We're shutting down. Hey, so run. What we Derek Henry the is going What's to. Going to We're going to shut down Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is going to be. JJ Watt. JJ Watt's going to fucking eat Derrick Henry's ass for dinner. That's okay? a, that's an L. So, We're going to lose to the Titans. Uh, He's going to eat his yeah. ass for dinner. Weird. Weirdo. No. It's not. Uh, Jacksonville. He's dominate him. Jacksonville. Oh, that's a dub. Dub. Oh. Dub yeah, City. Jackie, uh, Jags? That's a dub. That's a dub. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, we're fucking them up. That's a dub. Yeah. L. I love our away schedule. Holy shit. Do you L. think we're going to lose to the Cowboys? Yep. Oh, fuck no. Oh, fuck no way. No. That's, that's Kyler's house. 
yeah, don't know, man. I feel like I feel like Next Dak one. Prescott's gonna have a fucking monster game against us. Nah, it's like it's revenge L. for spitting on his grave. Will with that with Will with the double L. He can't spell Will without double L. So ooh, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one, Cleveland. Dub. Oh, L. Oh. Cleveland's Cleveland's better than us. Oh. Man. <laughs> All right, uh, but Bobbles, you've been we counting. Last time. What's our final sc- uh, scores for the schedules? I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm fucking twelve and five. Say twelve, twelve five. Hey, in those home those home games, they seem a little oh, sure. harder than the away games. I feel like, and that's good. You know how you know you're gonna be home. You're gonna be in your friendly environment. So Cardinals. Yankee win or L against Seattle at home. See if we play at Seattle at home, it's gonna be an L. Shit, take Allen, just follow me. Hey, really? What the fuck? He did hey, I invited him to a podcast. Maybe he, he responded. Let's see. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. Yo, Bobby. Uh, yo, yo, uh, Bobby, respond to the take Allen, you know, tweet saying he'll follow anybody who follows him with, you know, we'd love to have you on for an interview or some shit. Right fucking now. He says, I've been trying so hard. Fuck you, Will. I, well, you got to try harder, right man. Now. Yo, jump on the pod right He does that. He's goaded. He'd be goaded if he sees that. Come on. Yo, should, I shoot him a, should I shoot him a DM and ask if he wants to come on for an interview sometime? Hey, my DM. Hey, I'm blowing up his DMs right now. Come on in. Let's go. My I literally eat my own socks if he comes on the show. I'll eat my own ass if he comes on. Hey, man. I run a podcast where we talk about the. Anyways, what else we got lined up? Would you like to come on for an interview? We we message him. What? I have to pee again. Hold on. All right. Uh, So. Shout him a DM. I'll let you guys know if anything happens. Um, we're not going to close out until Jackie gets back. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start by saying I'm gonna just end this by saying thank you so much for everybody who, who watched this tonight. You guys rock. I I know this is like a really late, <laughs> really late, per, uh, really late recording. Uh, well, for me at least, I'm on the East Coast. Um, but I'm so glad y'all y'all came out for this. Uh, Thank you to the trivia winners. Thank you to you, my boys, Mac, and I guess not a boy, Jackie. Thanks to my thanks to my editor, Bo Bobbles, and thanks to Hey Gowan, who I hope will say yes to our interview request. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Jared, you shout out to everybody. Yeah. yeah, for real though, it has been a while. It is absolutely crazy that we've had this kind of following after Bo Bubbles, I swear to God. <laughs> after after all of this. Did you hear me wash my hands, ago, Mac? No, I heard you poop, though. Uh, yeah, I dropped a main deuce. Uh, 
four, <laughs> three or four years ago when we started. Guys, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be fucking appreciative here. Okay. Three or four years ago when I started this podcast with my old co-host Goal Wings, I don't think either of us expected this to become as big as it did. So thank you all for watching. We love you, man. Um, we're going to close out here. Uh, do you guys have anything else to say before we head out? Yeah, shout out Red Wings or whoever you just mentioned. Uh, Goal Wings. Oh, yeah. Whatever. whatever. Red Wings sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me and Jackie beers deep. I hey, shout out to Will for standing up with us while we're fucking like 10 beers deep and shit. So if thank we you, Will. were you hanging out in real life. And oh, yeah. that's my trunk in the back seat of the car. Hanging out with me. Meanwhile, we're having a third fucking Jack in the box. <laughs> hey, but shout out to Will. I met Will and his family. They came down to Phoenix and they took me to a fucking Suns game. So shout out, Will. Shout out your dad. Shout out your brother. You guys are fucking awesome, dude. I appreciate all you guys. Uh, this has been the Redbird Red Zone Podcast. We are out.